What's up guys, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode of the PT Coffee Cast, I just wanted to touch base with you and say thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Whether this is your first time listening or you've been rocking with us since day one, we appreciate your support. Every like, comment, share, subscribe, whatever it is, truly does mean the world to us and it continues to push us to put out the best possible content for you guys. Before we hop in, I just want to talk to you about our partnership with Physio Network. Physio Network is on a mission to improve physiotherapy standards worldwide. They do this through their research reviews. If you sign up, you'll get 12 research reviews per month in both written and audio form. Articles are selected and appraised by industry experts such as Sandy Hilton, Mary O'Keefe, Tom Goom. Um, former PT Coffee Cast guests such as Teddy Wilsey, Sam Spinelli, Jared Hall, Tom Walters, and plenty more. They're clinically relevant and recently published, and they take less than five minutes to read one review, saving you hours of work. This also solves that problem that we all struggle with. How do we stay up to date with the research? Physio Network has you covered. They also give you access to a members-only Facebook group, and you can do quizzes that will get you CEU points. They got it all. If you guys are interested in trying out Physio Network, you can start your seven-day free trial now by using the link in the show notes or our bio on Instagram. This will give you the option to play around, see what you like, do you like listening, do you like reading, and just seeing the amazing content that they give you guys, and then you will join because Physio Network is amazing. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you have signed up for Physio Network, please let us know how your experience has gone. We'd love to hear, and we can pass on that information to them. Also, we are super pumped to finally announce the release of the Movement Coffee Club. What is this, you ask? This is a way that you guys can continue to connect and support the PT Coffee Cast community. So we have three clubs available for you guys. We have the Espresso Club, which each month you will get a personal message from Will and myself thanking you for the support the second club we have is the cafe club where you get everything in the espresso club as well as a shout out on an episode put on the list of the coffee club supporters and a bonus episode each month and then lastly we have our favorite club the mug club you get everything in the first two clubs as well as a pt coffee cast mug a monthly coffee subscription of our own coffee blend and a monthly mug club zoom call the reason why we put this club out is we want to continue to develop ways that we can connect with you guys the community as well as have an opportunity for you to support us um, show us some love and allow for us to continue to develop and put out the best possible content you guys can support us for as little as three dollars a month this money is going to go directly back into the podcast for new things like audio equipment video equipment for better video content merch coffee everything's going to go back into the pt coffee cast so we can continue to provide you guys with some pretty cool opportunities if you're interested in supporting us you can check the link in our bio on instagram at the pt coffee cast or at the movement pts and click the coffee club as well as in our show notes of each episode we'll have a link there for you to head over and join guys thank you so much for the continued support and we hope that you enjoy this episode of the pt coffee cast Welcome to the Movement PT Coffee Cast, where we sit down and talk about physical therapy, health, and whatever else comes to mind during our coffee-infused conversations. What's going on, guys? Welcome back 
PT Coffee Cast, brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and alongside me today is my beautifully bearded friend, William. William, how are we doing today? Well, you know, doing good. I have reached my three coffee limit. You so, look like you have. Yeah, yeah, do I? You think so? You know, our friend in Sweden, uh, Patrick, would say that's the minimum. That's However, the minimum. I'm not sure if I can do that anymore. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Patrick, though. I'm drinking the coffee that he brought us. Yeah, cheers to uh, Patrick. He's from Sweden, and he stopped by uh, the other week. His his wife has family in uh, Canada, so cheers, Patrick. It's not bad. Pretty good. Not bad. You were saying it's like sort of a chain there that's pretty good, and the coffee's dark, but it's you know it doesn't have like that overly bitter taste you know that some dark roast can have yeah i'm not a big dark roast guy so the fact that this tastes all right and and it's pre-ground which i'm also not a fan of but i get it i get it had to be done that way um but more importantly i appreciate that patrick thought about us and brought a coffee like that's hype man he's been following the pt coffee cast for a while it's so cool to see like the podcast internet world come into real life like it's pretty wild yeah, it's always cool when you get to meet somebody face-to-face. And, uh, you know, if we never started the podcast, we would have never met, you know, yeah. Patrick So, and and others like him, right? On that note, guys, if you aren't subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you're subscribed. That way you don't miss out on any of the episodes that we put out, whether that be on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, we also have an ebook that we just put out that you guys should download. You can find it in the show notes. Um, talks about finding your client's why and how you can go three whys deep. Um, we've gotten some really good feedback on it. People have really enjoyed it as well as um, been very impressed with Will's visual um, and artistic skills that he puts into these eBooks. So if you guys want to get a copy of that, head to the link in the show notes and you guys can download that. You can also find it in our Instagram bio um, at PT Coffee Cast. But what are we going to talk about today? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Do you? I think so. <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to talk about, we should call this like the fly on the wall series when Dalton just creeps on Will during his sessions and picks up on awesome things that Will does and then we talk about it on the podcast. I'm so glad that you're, you know, impressed with what I do. <laughs> uh, it's it's flattering. <laughs> but uh, we're going to do another little scenario kind of series here and Um, This came from a conversation that Will was having this morning with one of his clients. Um, And I thought it would be awesome to to bring the discussion to um, the podcast. And, you know, I think if you've been following our content or you've just been consuming a lot of social media, physiotherapy content for a while, like analogies are a big talking point. um, And they're very great at um, helping people understand the things that we're trying to um, help them with. And, I've always been very impressed with Will's ability to know when to deliver an analogy um, and not just like always speaking in analogies because I think then it diminishes the impact that it can have. Um, but I heard Will delivering on an analogy today that was really great and I, and I think it really helped his client understand what Will was trying to get across. Um, and so what I wanted to talk about was with Will was why he decided that it was appropriate Um, you know, for him to use that analogy or why he went about using that analogy. And then we can dive into 
kind of helping people overcome maybe some beliefs that they have around a particular um, topic and how how he how he went about that and how we go about navigating those situations. Yeah, do you want me to start like somewhere in particular? Like, do you want me to maybe talk about what was happening? I think give a little bit of like a synopsis of the scenario, and then I think give the analogy that you that you gave. Um, okay, and then we'll go from there. Okay, um, I'm trying to think back to the situation, but basically, I had a uh, older gentleman um, who I've been helping with uh, on a couple issues, and. This, this particular client is really active. You know, he he's, uh, does squash, he golfs, he cycles. You know, there's all these things he wants to keep doing, and I think he's starting to just realize that maybe there's another piece of the puzzle that uh, could help him with his longevity in doing those things. He's a competitive person. He really, like his why is that he just loves to be able to compete and he wants to be able to compete with uh, with the the youngins is the kind of way that he uh, phrases it, right? So that's his why. And then today we were just trying some more strength-based exercises. Um, and he kind of brought up, oh, you know, I like to switch things up a lot. You know, just have a lot of uh, variation in my training i think that's good you know and then he kind of talked about given my age i think it's healthy to switch it often so that was sort of the premise and so the analogy that i got into is one that i can't remember where i learned it from i feel like it's barbell medicine i think it is barbell medicine where they talk about uh the i call it the perfume analogy and it has to do with progressive overload and variation as just principles of uh, training. And so the way it goes is kind of if you go into a room and it's got a heavy scent in it, at first you're really going to notice it, right? This is starting training. And then eventually that smell, become you become less sensitive to it, right? So in training, that's the repeated bout effect. You just get to a point where uh you, you adapt to it you don't notice it as much and then at that point you've got two options you can either get out of that room and get into another one uh that would be variation and so you kind of re-sensitize yourself to uh, new stimulus and the other option is you add more perfume into the room right so uh in that that would be compared to progressive overload. So that's the analogy that I used. And was that to have him understand that maybe he shouldn't be doing as much variation and he needs to be more focused on progressively overloading whatever you guys were working on? Exactly. I kind of uh, taught him that progressive overload is king, right? You, you want to first make sure that you progress until you're not hmm. because if you don't give yourself enough time you end up not really progressing anything and then you use variation next right so you know it's always kind of a balance between progressive overload and variation 
you shouldn't be only doing one. They kind of ebb and flow with each other. They work, they complement each other. That was sort of the point that I wanted to illustrate um, with him. Now, what, what made you, what goes through your mind when you're thinking about implementing like an analogy like that? Is it something that you just feel like in the moment, like, okay, it, this is going well. I feel like this person has the ability to understand or, or maybe have this analogy resonate with them. So I'm going to, I'm going to deliver on it. Or is there more of like a, a strategic way that you think about it? Or is there particular signs or things that you see where you're like, Oh, okay. I think I want to use an analogy here to help someone understand this. I think where I use an analogy is if I think that I'm just going to go into a jargon rabbit hole that isn't meaningful to the person. So if I just start going, you know, you want to use implement progressive overload and, you know, because you're going to get the repeated about It's like, I'm going to lose this person. Right. Um, that's not always the case. You know, like some people need the science and they want to hear the science, even if they don't understand it, they want to hear the science. And then maybe they'll, be like, I just don't quite understand it. But uh, at the end of the day, the reason I'm giving an analogy is to bridge the gap, right? It's to help someone uh, understand it without needing to know all of the science, right? They just need to understand it and how it's related to what they're what they're trying to figure out. And that's the other thing is like, I'm not just shoving it down his throat, right? Like he's asking me about these concepts. And so I kind of take that as permission for me to sort of explain this, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm just paying attention that he's actually into it because there's people that don't like analogies. That's something that I've learned. I love analogies. It's easy for me to explain it. And I do believe it's like helpful for people if they're into it. But there's some people that are just like, stop with this. Like they almost <laughs> think it's corny. Totally. So I think you do need to be cognizant about that. Like, uh, are they, you know, vibing with this or do you need to maybe go in a different direction? Yeah, which I think makes it very important to understand and know the person and be picking up on some of those things to make that decision. How, how can I best educate this person? Um, whether it be maybe this person does really well with analogy or maybe this person does really well with diving into something deeper on the whiteboard or giving them the science behind things. So I think that really comes down to like knowing the person, but you did hit on a couple of things that I thought um, were super important. Like when using an analogy to try to um, explain a maybe more complex topic, I think is a good, a good moment to use an analogy um, for most, for most people. Like obviously, like you said, there are going to be some people that don't, but I always use this example and it really hit me um not too long ago was I went to my mechanic or not my mechanic. This was another mechanic before I, with the one that I am now. And I know nothing about cars. And so I go there and he starts telling me about what's going on with my car. And this guy goes off, bro. Like t all the words, all the things I have no understanding of what's going on. And I'm just like mouth open, just like nodding my head, no idea what's going on. 
And it hit me in that moment. I'm like, oh, dude, this is what it's like when I'm going off about tendons and how they respond and all these like nuanced things about a particular topic in, in like rehab or strength conditioning. And the person just like looking at me like the same way that I was looking at the mechanic. And it really hit me because I'm like, oh, man, this is why you have to recognize when this is happening and how to deliver it in a better way. And then the, the new mechanic that I have, um, they do a good job of not over explaining things or going too far down the side of things that I don't understand. And they actually take the time to explain it to me in like a lay term or use analogies to have me understand like what's going on so that I can make a decision as to whether or not I think it's something that I want to do. And that translates over to what we do so much. And so that's one thing that I want to highlight, like you saying, like, you know, if it's something complex that I'm going to go into using analogy as, as a good, um, a good way to, to at least get the conversation started about it. You know what, as I, as you were talking about that, something came in my head that I think I do without even really realizing it, that I think is really important when you are using something like an analogy, because I think we have to be real about how much someone's going to remember from you're talking to them, right? From an informational sense, right? They might understand the way the analogy makes them feel, right? Like, especially if you're explaining something about pain. Hmm. So in my mind, it's like after you, you use the analogy to help them understand in the moment, and then you hit them with a key message. There has to be some type of takeaway, right? That's relevant that they're going to remember. They don't need to remember the whole analogy. Right. Right. Maybe it's something you can come back to later to just keep re illustrating a point, but like they don't, he, he doesn't need to go and necessarily explain that to somebody else. He just has to know it means, oh, I should not switch up my exercises all the time. So I help him understand it with the analogy, right? Do you understand that? Yes, I do. That makes sense. Okay. So this is how it's relevant for you. And that's what he's going to hopefully take home, right? That he should stick with certain exercises for a period of time. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and then you can always like, you know, you can always have fun with it too. And obviously you don't want him constantly switching fragrances, quote unquote. Be like, bro, you just got to rock that David Beckham, you know, yeah. for now. Don't be switching to the Versace and the Gucci and all that stuff. Like, we're just going to hammer away at the David Beckham. Yeah. And then once that's reached its peak and everyone's adapted to that smell, then we'll switch it up, man, and we'll hit them with the, the Gucci cologne. No, I mean, I I, I know you're kind of like goofing around, right? But, like, that, that is really helpful. For sure. Know? Like, just just to actually lean into some of the goofiness and the corniness. Like some of these analogies are really corny, you know, it's like dive into it. Like, and being that, uh, I think being with the person in that, uh, is really important, right? Lighten it up a bit. Uh, I think that actually helps to create a stronger, uh, relationship too. Yeah. And I think you have to read the person, like you said, cause there's a lot of people who will not, want anything to do with that analogy or that kind of joke that we just talked about, like that will either just be ignored or go right over the head and it won't be effective in delivering on your education piece. Let's do a little role play here. Oh God. Okay. So, uh, 
just just start saying a little analogy and i'm going to give you a couple different uh responses that i get so i'll give you the first sort of response so you just maybe go through like uh the cough drop analogy all right so i know you want some ultrasound to help improve your pain but what i think you need is to think of it like a cough drop it's like you're just going to have it for a are you with me, sir? Sir, are you following? Uh, yeah. Uh, medicine? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's response number one that you might get. It's like that distant stare, you know, looking up into the clouds, and you just see their eyes, like, gazing <laughs> over. It's like, you can just stop. <laughs> totally. So that's option number one. All right. Okay. Uh, go for it. Okay, so the kinesio tape. You have to think of it like a cough drop. So when you get a sore throat, you're going to take the cough drop. And it's going to help improve that. But it's not going to solve the problem, right? Similar with the kinesio tape is, it's probably going to make you feel a little bit better in the short term. <laughs> but. And <laughs> <laughs> you get the person that actually is like overtly annoyed. Yeah. By the fact that you're doing this. Yeah. Right? Versus like, you know, we'll do, we'll do one last one. All right. Right? So dry needling, you know, it's kind of like, I like to think of it like a cough drop, you know, when you get a sore throat, right, you take a cough drop to help reduce the symptoms. Now it's not going to solve the issue, right? It's not going to solve the problem, but it's going to help you feel a little bit better. Similar to dry needling. You know, if we, we do a little needling, it might bring your symptoms down a little bit and not make it as painful, but it's not going to solve the problem. What's going to solve the problem is if we take a progressive overload approach where we're calming things down and then we're building them back up. This guy, <laughs> right? <laughs> I just had a light bulb come up and you can see that, you yeah. know, you, you can see the person like, Oh, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, so I think there's three, the same analogy, three different types of people, you know, there's probably more, but I think that's just shows the importance of like, not just, just because you have an awesome analogy, that can really help illustrate a point doesn't mean that person's going to necessarily vibe with it. Mm -hmm. And you got to pay attention to that. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. I love it. Um, I think we'd leave it there, man. I think that was good. Good, I, good job on the role play. Yeah. You caught me off guard on the first one, <laughs> but then I picked it back up after that. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, we've done enough episodes where we can just kind of, yeah, you know, Free that flight. wasn't planned, right? No, it wasn't. It <laughs> caught me, put, put, put me on the spot, man. You're like getting nervous. I saw a little bead of sweat just yeah. like dripping down. Takes like cheek. six cups or six, six, <laughs> geez, can't even talk. Six <laughs> sips of coffee. Yeah. I still can't even speak. Um, but yeah, I want, let's leave it there because I think that was good. I think, um, you know, just to summarize, like analogies can be an awesome way to help people understand things, um, especially when they're complex. However, um, they need to be used appropriately. I think if you're always using an analogy all the time, every single time you're with someone, it kind of waters down the power that it, that it does have. So I think being strategic with how you implement the analogies and when you implement them are important. I think knowing your crowd, right? Making sure that this person's going to understand the analogy and take value away from it and not be like the first two scenarios that Will gave us. However, sometimes you got to put yourself out there and you got to try things to see what happens. And 
there are going to be times where you try to use an analogy and you either completely botch the analogy or you deliver on the analogy and someone could care less about it. And that's okay. You got to put yourself out there and you got to try it. Um, that's how you learn. And then that's how you learn to know who is going to accept the analogy well and who's not going to accept the analogy well. And I think I really like uh, what you said about just making light of a situation. Like sometimes if you go through an analogy and you're like, this person's not picking up and you can be, you can be like, this isn't really helping. Is it like, say that you know, to like, them, right? and, Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that can be funny. They're like, no, I'm not really picking up what you're throwing down. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, Hey, like these things are, these things are tough. Yeah. You know, it's okay to like, you're not perfect yeah. and your client can know that. Yeah. Totally. Awesome. Well, that's all we got for today, guys. Um, if you aren't following us, make sure you follow us on Instagram at PT Coffee Cast. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, if you want to get our ebook to learn how to develop or dive into people's why, you can download that in the show notes below or in our bio on Instagram. Um, it's one of our ebooks that we put out. We plan on putting out more free content for you guys um, that kind of takes a lot of the stuff that we talk about on this podcast and puts it into more of an easily digestible form in kind of all in one place. You know, we've done a crap ton of episodes now, um, so sometimes it's hard to like sift through all the content, and we want to also start to provide you guys with ways where you can directly find more content around particular topics. So we're going to continue to work on putting more of that stuff out um, for you guys. But that's all we got for today. Um, we hope you guys have a wonderful day. As always, stay as caffeinated as possible. Cheers.